FM has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> D fap acid fapping tapping it acid acid fapping tapping it acid fap 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 It's Friday night. Yay! Yay! It's Friday night. Everybody happy? It's time for the happy hour here. MutinyRadio.fm. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin, here to host the happiest of happy hours. Hooray! Without alcohol. <laughs> Isn't that ironic? How wonderful that is. All right. We have a bunch of comedians that want to perform for you. When you hear the horn, means you have a minute. So keep that in mind. We're going to have a great time tonight. Uh, coming up at 8 o'clock is Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse. It's the Soberish versus Super Stone show. All of our comedians are going to do short sets. Let's send them outside with a big fat bowl of smoke to their butt to the dome. I was going to say the head, but then I changed it in the middle. <laughs> Try to make it more urban, if you will. Uh, they're going to smoke a bowl to the dome. Come back in and do a longer set. We'll see if they're funnier, soberish, or stoned. It's going to be a fun show here at 8 o'clock. I hope you stick around. But right now, it's time for your first comedian. I can't wait. Uh, I think he's here. We'll, we'll, we'll see if he is. He's, uh, I don't, I don't know. He is amazing. I actually got had the opportunity to perform with him on Wednesday night at the Wild Horse, where he did all clean material. And the guy in the back, I like tapped the guy in the back, and I'm like, hey, he does all clean material. And the guy's like, no, he doesn't. And then halfway through, he's like, fuck, man. What? I was like, I know, he's really good, isn't he? You guys are in for a treat. Clap your hands wildly for Ashton Tate. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm going to keep it brief. I know we have important things to not do, so keep it brief. Um, I realized recently I need to unplug. Did you guys read that article online about not reading articles online? Did you guys read that? Um, I realized that uh, I would try it, you know, so I um, do you closing that door or cracking it. I don't have computers, but um, yeah, so I, I tried to unplug, uh, didn't use my phone on the bus, and I realized if you don't have anything on the bus, it looks like you just left a mental institution, Yeah, you're just sitting there staring out the window, it's like, don't mind me guys, I'm just wearing a gown, I'm not going to kill you, I'm just looking at you, it's, it's no problem here, uh, one time I was on the bus, and uh, there was this girl, and she was with her boyfriend, and uh, she grabbed her boyfriend's crotch, and then she saw me looking at them, so for some reason she winked at me. So I tried to play it cool, you know, like I winked back and then grabbed another guy's crotch. That was, this was a chill bus driver, union men. It's cool. Um, I realized recently that uh, I was watching Jeopardy and I didn't get a single answer right. I think at that point you're just watching the news. Uh, they have a lot of commercials for older people during that show, like they had one for erectile dysfunction. And I don't know what's worse, like not being able to get an erection or having one during Jeopardy. What? I don't know. Um, I do like that. That's pretty cool. Um, what else is new with me? I uh, saw that um, a Prius is supposedly good for the environment. Hey, switch microphones. That one's co coming in and out. All right. <laughs> 
Prius, good for the environment. You guys know that. Uh, you have one? That's cool. I realize, though, a better car for the environment has got to be a Mazda Miata, right? You know? Because the people who drive those can't have kids. Is that, <laughs> is that normal? I still don't know. Um, let's see what else is there. I think it's, uh, I don't know why, but um, why is it that someone's almost guaranteed to be unemployed if they're eating a large bag of chips in public? <laughs> It's like if they have a small bag, it's like, hey, he probably just had a sub, but uh, if it's large, it's like, it's not even the Super Bowl. What's this guy doing? I mean, I know he's wearing a jersey, but come on. Come on. Doesn't make sense. Um, I, stopped, I, I uh, stopped looking at porn a couple months back, and uh, I realized I should stop because uh, I was getting to the point where whenever I watched a, a normal movie and there was a sex scene, I just imagined that the next scene was going to be a different camera angle. You know, there was a POV scene during the battle action. You can't bring that back. So I stopped. It's nice. Um, I don't know. It's gets, gets pretty quiet in here. That's fine. What's up with you, Matthew? Crowd work for the last of it. Cool. Um, erection, already talked about all that. Jeez. Woo. Okay. Um, I think that... Uh, how much time do I have, Pam? Perfect. <laughs> Okay, uh, it's weird. I'm looking forward to uh, dating when I get older. Um, there's this lady who, there's this late, yeah. There's this lady who's uh, 86, and she told me that dating is great at that age because you can see multiple men at the same time, and they never know because all old men smell the same. Uh, she said the closest she got to being caught was she was seeing one of those guys who had a walker, and then her boyfriend came home, and he was like, "Hey, whose tennis ball is this?" All right, because I use Wilson, and this is a Spalding. So, all right, that's going to do it for me. My name is Ashton. Have a great night. Ashton T. Wilson. That was still, I, I am so amazed by Ashton Tate and his ability to do clean comedy. I really, I am completely aghast at his abilities. He doesn't give a fuck swear. He doesn't, I mean, he talks about sex, but in like such like a, I don't know, clandestine way. Just, yay. Everybody clap wildly for Ashton Tate. Yay. He's going to be on, you guys watch him. He'll be on one of those America's next top, not model, but like, you know, whatever it is that they do with the bam, 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 and they give you three X's, but nobody will because they'll be like, look, he looks like Hillary Swank. Isn't that nice? Your next comedian, another funny guy, you're going to love him. Clap your hands wildly for Max Eddie. Uh yeah, uh, first time at Mutiny Radio. Um, it's really nice to see all four of you physically here. Uh, what I want to do now, though, is I want to say hi to all my fans in the Philippines. Kamusaka, uh, salamat for watching. Thank you so much. Um, uh, so, I uh, this is real. This is not this is not material at this point. I went to the doctor today for your stand up standard checkup for hemorrhoids. Um, I didn't think you were supposed to get hemorrhoids before you got kids. <laughs> I thought, sorry, grandkids. Um, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's not good. Uh, first of all, she asked me, she asked me, oh, uh, have you ever had hemorrhoids before? And I was like, uh, no, I uh, am not retired. <laughs> like, I still have a life to live, so no, I haven't had hemorrhoids before. Um, and then um, she asked me, so if you don't know what hemorrhoids are, um, Look it up, because I only have three minutes. But uh, she asked me, she asked me, is there a lot of blood? 
I don't know what a lot of blood is uh, for hemorrhoids, uh, but any amount of blood coming in, out of my asshole, not good. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. Uh, uh, I'm assuming they're laughing uh, in Manila right now. Uh, they blood in the stool a lot over there. It's really bad. Um, but <laughs> um, I am really sick of getting credit cards in the mail that I know I'm not gonna qualify for. Um, <laughs> Like, I got a credit card in the mail with a $10,000 credit limit. My credit score is two digits. If they give me that card, I will bankrupt them. <laughs> like, I will ruin their company if they give it to me. But um, one thing I tried to do, I tried to go into the store, the credit card store, talk to the credit card man, get a credit card. And because I didn't know the jargon, I didn't get it. So um, what I did, instead of just politely walking away, is I started belittling the guy. I was like oh, you don't want to give me this credit card because you think I'm a high risk. Well, maybe you should take more risks in life and you won't be working at a goddamn Wells Fargo, okay? <laughs> Whatever. Um, I got rejected for a credit card from Amazon. Do, do they even vet for that shit? Yeah, I did. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. They put it, they tell you as you check out for your foosball table that you should get this credit card and you'll get 50 bucks and I couldn't even get that. I have Prime. <laughs> like, it's ridiculous, man. Um, how long do I have, Pam? Oh, yes, so well timed. Whenever you ask, comics. you get, whenever you ask, you have a minute. Just so you know, for comedy oh. for the future. Whenever you ask, I have that's when they give you a minute. So much power. Oh, <laughs> wow. You be the change you want to see in the world. Um, I'll leave you guys on one more thing. I don't like when people have shit on their cars, like physically on their cars. Like I don't like when people have bumper stickers. Uh, bumper stickers are a great way to express your political opinions while cutting the value of your car in half. That's a dumbass decision. And also, no one's ever been driving behind someone, seen their bumper and sticker and been like, end abortion now? You know what, I changed my mind. <laughs> Yeah, that was a very compelling point you made with those three words on the back of your Maserati, asshole. Um, I also don't like when people have baby on board signs on the back of their car, because I wasn't going to hit you anyways. Um, but um, my roommate, I told my roommate that, and he was like, uh, you know, they actually have the baby on board signs so that if a rescue worker sees the car, they know that a baby's in there, they can go and rescue the baby. I was like, wow, that makes a lot of sense. That's very reasonable but it's not funny, so that baby's gotta die. <laughs> I didn't think I was gonna be pro-baby killing, but I do it all for comedy. And uh, I'm gonna give it back to Pam. Thank y'all so much. Max, Eddie, everyone, killing babies with great aplomb with his words in jokes. Yay, yay, that's my favorite way to kill babies. This is imaginarily, yay. I have many abortion jokes, and I've only had two, so all of those dead babies. Yay, yay. It's great, though, because then they won't steal our water in the future, because we're still in a drought, even though they're lying to us. Your next comedian is always wearing blue and uh, looking like a baller. That's because he looks like a guy with money, and his last name is Banks. I don't think it's true. I think it's all a ruse. He's a very funny man. You guys are going to love him. Clap your hands wildly for Matthew Banks. day right another day in san francisco it's always been my dream you know 
San Francisco. What a great place this is, or what a great <laughs> reputation this city has. I've never seen anything like it, really. I mean, everyone you talk to, they're like, fucking San Francisco. It's the greatest place on earth, man. You got the Golden Gate and the mountains and, like, homelessness and poverty, like, right before your very eyes. You know, and they're just like, man, San Francisco's great, man. They accept everyone, like, you're gay, you're trans. It doesn't fucking matter, man. I was like, wow, that sounds like utopia. Like, I can't wait to get to that place. And uh, I'm from Mississippi. I was here for about a week, and I saw right through that shit. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> so I did some research so I could argue more efficiently. And um, did you know that San Francisco is 5% black people? 5%. I was like, you've never even given racism a chance. <laughs> like, like, what the fuck? I, I could not believe it. I feel like San Francisco's relationship with black people is like my relationship with beautiful women. It's a fantasy. Uh, it, do <laughs> it doesn't exist. It does not exist. It's the craziest shit. Like, in order to have... I'm not saying San Francisco's racist because there are no races to uh, be mad at. Um, so you can't even really call them racist. But, I mean, they definitely go around with this open-minded attitude. And I'm like, you might not be racist, but uh, you're sure delusional um <laughs> definitely delusional um this one girl got like super pissed at me because i didn't know what the word gentrification meant i was like you don't need a word for something that doesn't exist like where i came from that we didn't need that word because it doesn't exist and then i move here and people trying to get on my case like fuck that you know it's really weird I love black people. They're my favorite, you know? I miss them. <laughs> I'm looking around like, what the fuck? Like, all of them are homeless here. I'm just like, good God, people. What are you doing? Oh, drives me crazy. Drives me crazy. But I don't know. What else about San Francisco? What a wonderful place it is. Can't you tell uh, that I love it? Uh, so expensive. I'm not going to go into the hacky how expensive my rent is, but it's high. Uh, it's really high. Uh, Anyway, so I've been trying to eat right, trying to do better. You know, I fucking, oh, salads. Like, fuck a salad. Like, salads are the hand jobs of food, really. That's what they are. Like, the only thing that makes them any better is a little oil, you know? That's the only way you can get through it. Like, any food that needs lubrication, like, I don't want any part of it. I really don't. But I'm pretty sure, like, if a girl, like, spit all over my salad, I could probably get through it. Um, it be a little easier for me, you know what I mean? Uh, I guess I'm trying to say that, like, serial killers are my idols. Love them. Love those guys. They're crazy, man. They're, some of them are, like, really loving and caring. I was reading up on this one dude. And I grew up in Russia, like super like poverty, like, you know, eating potatoes and drinking vodka, like big ass and swollen liver. My kind of guy, you know. And uh, he killed this guy and he started eating him. And uh, he was like, you know what? I bet my neighbors would like some of this. So he took it to his neighbors to share and told them it was kangaroo. And they made it through another night, you know, without starving. And I mean, I know that's gross, but you couldn't have gone to him and been like, hey, uh, you know, Fred, uh, I slaughtered him last night. Uh, would you like some of his quadricep? Uh, I don't think you could have done that. So he took the nice way out. You know what I mean? Love you guys. Have a good night. Yeah.
love you, Banks. Hey, wait, before you leave the stage, do a favor for me. Take that microphone and put it behind you in a scary place where no one will ever find it because it goes in and out. And then take, it goes, and then take the other one behind you and put that in front. Yeah, you're good at following directions. There we go. Twist the bottom. That is perfect. Matthew Banks, everyone. Yes, like a champion. Is, 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 my, is my favorite lady in the house, Nicole Turley, did she make it? Do I see? She's not here yet, is she? All right, you guys, you're in for a treat. Because we're going to replace one woman with another. Because they all look the same. Am I right? Put your hands together. She's all the way from L.A. Everybody, it's Vanessa Johnson. Is it on? Yes. Oh, okay. Um, do you guys think the government reads our text messages? Yes. Yeah? I don't know. I'm okay with it, you know? Because, like, at least someone's reading them, right? <laughs> Like, what a fucking boring-ass job, right? To do that, you're in some, like, secret dungeon somewhere. Some wa- guy walks in, he's like, hey, corporal, what's the status report? And he's like, uh, we learned the citizen 2456, like, Charmin toilet paper, the blue kind, not the red. He's like, good to know, put it in the archives. What a stupid-ass job. Oh, man, just when I thought the world couldn't get any worse, uh, I saw a job ad for a cashier position at McDonald's that required a bachelor's degree. No. I was like, what? Dude, if you're going to acquire a degree for that job, you better change the title to something way more professional sounding, like treasurer of food sales <laughs> or something. Nobody wants an educated cashier, right? Like, most people go to McDonald's in the middle of the night and they're so drunk they can't even say the word McDonald's. <laughs> like, I want to go to McDonald's. <laughs> like, the last thing you want to be doing is ordering from some guy who decided to get a major in English. Because <laughs> those are the only people that are going to be working there. College graduates who got a major in English or theater and wanted to continue to disappoint their parents. <laughs> They're like, hey, mom, dad, I plan on paying off my student loan debt by like 2000 and never. <laughs> yeah, nobody wants to order from that guy, right? You go to McDonald's, it's like two in the morning. You're like, hey, uh, me and my friend would like, the guy's like, pardon me, I believe you mean my friend and I. <laughs> You're like, okay, Shakespeare. <laughs> my friend and I would like a number 11. I believe you mean the number 11. <laughs> You're like, can I just order from a machine? (laughs) Where's the kiosk? (laughs) I feel like employers now require bachelor's, they require degrees for jobs that make like zero dollars an hour, right? It's It's crazy. It's like, dude, you could just say you want someone with experience sleeping on a bunk bed since that's all we're gonna be able to afford. Like, (laughs) I don't even know how I got to this point. Like how... I feel like colleges have convinced everyone that everyone needs a degree. Like, everyone. The University of Southern California now has a bachelor's degree program for $40,000 a year for people with Down syndrome. (laughs) Fuck you. Give it to them for free. (laughs) (laughs) Give it to them for just applying. Like, (laughs) (laughs) right? It's like, dude. 
The thing that bothers me the most is when you look at this program on their website, they're like, we encourage them by using alternative textbooks. Alternative, <laughs> look, what is, that's just code for finger painting and Dr. Seuss, okay? <laughs> You're charging, like, Drew P.I. Down Syndrome Jimmy $40,000 a year to read Horton Hears a Who. So you can spend the rest of his life working at a movie theater to pay it off. Like, I just feel like it's not fair to the downies, you know? <laughs> I'm trying to make that a cool new phrase. No one seems to be hopping on board. Um, <laughs> all right, you guys have been great. Thank you so much. Vanessa Johnson, everyone. That was great. There's a new show on Lifetime that's like about... It's like born this way and it, they all go to dances and stuff and they're all down syndrome. It's nice. They're giving them money for reality TV. They're cute. I don't know. I, I, I really enjoyed your set very much. Everybody clap your hands more wildly for Vanessa Johnson. So much wild clapping. Yay. Uh, hey, you guys are listening to the happy hour here on mutinyradio.fm. Your next comedian She's one of my favorite ladies. Uh, I'm so excited that she's here tonight. And every time she comes to participate in Mutiny Radio, we've been doing comedy together for over six years together. You've been in it longer than I have. But I know I've been doing it with you since you were one of my first people. I'm like, fucking, she's funny. I want to be like Nicole Turley. Everybody put your hands together for Nicole Turley! How's it going, everybody? Yeah, happy hour, mutiny. Hi. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so I've been doing this a while. I, I took a few years off because I had some bad man decisions and some bad alcohol and other decisions to make and had a little bit of my life I had to waste because that's what you do, right? Yeah, make, yeah, no. But yeah, um, so I, I, I kind of tried to get it together on my own. I did like, you know, those self-imposed sobrieties that you do and I said, okay, after 30 days, I'm gonna drink again and if I can't do it like an adult, and not be a shit show, I'm gonna quit forever. Well, guess what, I went right back into it. Total shit show, total bender, fucked a bunch of stuff up, you know, and now, yeah, I'm in one of those programs with a sponsor and the anonymous and all that stuff. Yay, so I'm um, 28, oh, uh, Sunday I'll be 30 days into my lifetime prohibition sentence, Ooh. yes. And um, the funny thing about AA is that you know you get a chip for 24 hours of sobriety. <laughs> That is what is so funny. It's like I always wanted to be like two years old again, you know? You know that time in your life, you know, where you get like all this praise for doing random shit, like walking through a door, you know? <laughs> like saying a word. I mean, but you don't remember all that free praise. It's like, God, you know? I mean, it's like I wish I could be two again sometimes and get all that free, know what that was like. Well, you can if you join a recovery program. They do give you praise for stupid little shit like walking in a door. Staying sober for 24 hours, yeah. Um, so I'm going to be at 30. Um, and I got to tell you guys, it hasn't been that hard to stay off booze. It really hasn't been as hard as I thought it was going to be. Um, because I use this little technique to stay off beer and alcohol. I call this technique um, doing every other flipping drug I can get my hands on. You guys, I am going to be the best sponsor someday. My sponsees are going to be all calling me up. They're going to have a zero relapse rate because when they call up and go, Nicole, I need a drink, I'm going to go come over. I got a line of ketamine that'll take that urge away right now. 
I have a tank of nitrous in my trunk. You're not going to need alcohol after that. Hey, how about some GHB? Technically, your body metabolizes like alcohol, I think, but I won't tell if you won't tell. <laughs> oh. Um, the thing that I, you know, looking back on my drinking life, the thing that I, there's things that I don't understand about drinking, like wine glasses, okay? Why? You know if you open the bottle, you're going to drink it all anyway. So why not just skip that extra step? Seriously, there's only four glasses in a bottle, you guys. Who can't handle four fucking glasses? <laughs> Shit, just chug the bottle. Damn. I do have one regret, though, is that um, I, you know, I had the breakup sex with the vodka. When I knew I was going to have to quit forever, I went, I just decided, I'm going to do the rest of this bender right up to my first meeting. I was fucking chugging. But what I really regret is my last freaking drink. It wasn't a nice Pinot Noir. It wasn't Kettle One. It was fucking Smirnoff peach cheap ass vodka, you guys. I think I should get a do-over, okay? Uh, my sobriety date is actually officially April 1st. I don't know if that's bad luck or not. Anyway... Anyway, one more, and I'm going to get out of here. Um, so uh, my alcoholism started when I was at this working at this old man bar in Portland, you know? It's like where these like old guys go and drink and be perverts. And, um, oh, this guy, Carrie, was always being such a perv. There were these high school girls walking across the street towards the bar, and he saw them, and he's all, yeah, man, that's when they're young and tight, you know, and everything's in the right place. After that, it all goes downhill. And I'm like, gross, I don't want to hear you being all pervy and you're thinking about your gross old man dick getting all hard and stuff that's sick yo yuck man you know there's so many dirty old men you know not enough dirty old dirty old ladies you know so i think it's my job as a feminist to be that dirty old lady you know <laughs> head on down to the high schools go up to the 14 year old boys and go hey honey want a gum or these teeth come out <laughs> anyway i'm nicole i think i might have got over bye <laughs> bye hooray hooray you didn't go over you're amazing it's nicole turley Sobriety's a thing that I'm never gonna try, but I appreciate you for doing it. Yay! Uh, I, you know, I'm just, I'm just really glad that I didn't have to see you on an episode of Intervention because I'm addicted to that show. Like, I might need an intervention from Intervention, and I'm gonna be on a plane with Jeff von Von Vaughn. He's gonna be, I'm gonna be like, one more episode on the Virgin America. He's like, no, no more Intervention. <laughs> I love Intervention. I'm sorry. Uh, Nicole Turley, you're a wonderful person. Your next com comedian is a question. I don't know if he's here yet, but uh, you know, I think he's ethical, but it's going to be hard for you guys to clap your hands together because they might be tied behind your back as he waterboards you or something cool like that. Everybody, he's a funny man and I enjoy him so much. It's Ken Suzuki. Uh, so I went to a Chinese restaurant the other day, and uh, dead Chinese taste delicious. Seriously, I, I didn't know how I felt. I was like on the fence about cannibalism, but who knew there's nothing more delicious than the spilled blood of innocent chinks? I mean, really? Uh, anyway, so uh, I've, been studying, I've been studying the history of the dark arts, or as I call them, the Harlem Renaissance. I like it kinky, guys. Um, I'm a pretty kinky guy, or at least I thought I was. Uh, but it wasn't until I moved to the Bay Area uh, when I met someone here that tapped even me. It was here that I met a woman that wanted me to fuck her uh, with a gun in my mouth. Now, fellas, I don't know if you've ever been ridden while someone shoves a fully loaded gun down your throat. It's a little intimidating. 
Like, I know I'm shooting blanks, but is she? <laughs> Raising children is difficult, isn't it? It is. I mean, I, I don't know much about it. I only have one kid in every state. And um, but that's a bad joke. I'm sorry. I don't have a kid in every state. I only have one kid. Now, I have changed my name like 50 times, though. And, uh, it's because my, my philosophy towards parenting has always been this. A cynical child is a happy child. You can never disappoint your children when they've learned to expect nothing from you. Uh, polyamory. You guys into it? You know, polyamory, or as I call it, the X Games of juggling. I'm in a polyamorous relationship right now, which means I'm seeing her and all of her issues. Uh, but our, my girlfriend and I, we have been trying to add depth to our relationship. We really have. Uh, so now we're into fisting. <laughs> and guess what? It works. It's added depth. About this much. Uh, a good friend of mine told me that the one acceptable place to use the N-word is in the bedroom. He said you can get away with it in the bedroom because it's in the heat of passion. And I was like, I don't, I don't know if I agree with this. Especially in the heat of passion, especially in the bedroom, too. I think that's the last place in the world you'd want to hear the N-word. Because uh, unless we're role-playing, hearing the word no means something is going horribly wrong. Uh-huh. You guys think that Trump would be a more popular president if he had said, grab them by the means of production? <laughs> <sighs> you guys like, anybody here like High Life? You know, High Life fans in this audience? Beer. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I like High Life. High Life is it's awesome because it's called, referred to as the champagne of beer, which works out for me because politically, I'm more of a High Life capitalist than a champagne socialist. <laughs> yeah, that pun is funny to me, guys. Fuck you. <laughs> Here's a killer pickup line. That choker, that choker looks really good around your neck. My hand would look better, though. See? <laughs> It's killer because someone could die. <laughs> hey, it's just choke fucking. If God didn't want you to do it, then why'd he make the neck fit the hand so perfectly? That's how you know you found your soulmate, folks. You choke the ones you love. You choke the ones you love. That's what my parents' relationship taught me. Anyway, brevity, brevity is the soul of wit. Be mindful of that as you pen your suicide note, folks. <laughs> Purple prose does not a good suicide letter make. All right, when it comes to writing, be a Nietzsche, don't be a Kant. Thank you. Ken Suzuki, everyone, with a philosophy joke at the end. Thanks so much to Vanessa. Good luck on your shows. Thanks for coming to us all the way from LA. Boy, is she pretty. That's what I love about LA people. They come up here and they're like, oh my God, I don't have to wear makeup. That's amazing. Uh, I know, San Francisco's a different place. Down there, they're like, oh my god, I didn't get my spray tan this week. Will anybody love me? And up here, we're like, yeah, fuck that shit. Your next comedian doesn't give a fuck. And uh, they're going to come up right next. I, I don't actually I don't see him in here yet. Chris isn't here yet, is he? Keep going on the list. Aaron's here. Hey, your next comedian is super serious. I never know. It, I love your last name, but it's not like serious. But it sounds like serious, but it's not. But it sort of is. And I'm like, but you're never serious, so like, I feel like as a child you must have gotten made fun of and that's why you became a comedian. I don't know. Everyone right now, put your hands together for Aaron Siriosi! Yay! 
introduction. I work at Pete's Coffee, and one thing that Pete's does is they sell coffee beans, and we have this one called Big Bang, and every every bean gets its like little initial. Big Bang is BBC, and do, do you guys know what BBC stands for, sir? Do do you know what the acronym BBC is for? Well, like I feel like at your age, it'd probably be British Broadcasting Channel. Yeah, but the thing is, this is comedy. I can't really make a joke about British Broadcasting Channel. Like, if I'm like, guess what, guys? It's BBC. <laughs> British Broadcasting Channel, that's the joke. Ha! Huh. No, not funny. Not funny. But in the porn world, it stands for Big Black Cock. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> Mutiny Radio, <laughs> the Mutiny Learning Center. Yeah, but... I just want to know how that went down. Like, there's a there's this board of like professional coffee namers, and they're like, we need to assign Big Bang an acronym. And like one, and like there had to be someone who knew what BBC stand stood for. And so I imagine at some point every single person caught on, and now it's just like, oh, how about BBC? And like people are sweating. <laughs> I imagine it. I imagine like one guy was like, sir. Are you sure you want to name it BBC and not like ABC? And that guy's like, why the fuck would I name it Albino Blackcock? Like, I want Big Blackcock. <laughs> Go all in or none at all. That that's how that's how I imagine it works. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just, I'm watching Pam step on a window right now. For those of you, <laughs> I will be, I'm like the eye, the comedian's like the eyes of like mutiny radio. That's how I imagine it. Terrorist groups are starting to step up their game. There's the MILFs now, the Moro Islamic Liberation Front. It's a terrorist group in the Philippines, like 100% true. They're they're pretty legit. Yeah, I I feel like now terrorist groups kind of like Twitter or like Uber, I guess, they're trying to appeal to younger generations. So they're like, look, we're cool now. Teenage boys everywhere, they they go online looking for like hot moms get dicked down. And instead they come back with an ideology and a suicide bomb beginner's kit. It's great. Yeah, I... Got, got a little frisky, and I looked up MILF, B, MILF and BBC. Ended up getting terrorists holding coffee beans. It was fucked up. <laughs> I still came three times, so. <laughs> I guess it just does the trick for me. <laughs> yeah, so I just finished high school, and on, hey, yeah. Hey. I'm a child, 98. <laughs> yeah, um, so I, so this girl that I went to high school with, like we graduated the same year, she, po- she all, like, she posts on Facebook all of a sudden, OMG, my water broke. And like, at, at first I had an existential crisis about this girl. Like, what am I doing with my life? She's already had a child. She's already, like, contributed to the world, I guess. We don't know if that's a positive contribution yet or a negative contribution. I'm sorry, but we're just not sure yet the baby was just born. But then I thought of the first thing she did when her water broke 
was post on Facebook. <laughs> like, is, is that, should that be the first response for kids? Like, she's still a kid. To post on Facebook, then about eight hours later, people are like, oh, how's the, like, how's the childbirth going? And she responded. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I imagine she's just like, ah, like pushing out the baby. And then she's like, let's take this Snapchat. Like, got to remember this moment. <laughs> Tons of pain. It's like my uterus just ran a marathon. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, like, at least I'm not pregnant. I get to do comedy instead. I'm Aaron Seriously. Thanks, guys. Aaron Seriously! I had no idea that you were, like, 17 years old, and that freaks my shit out. He's 19. Actually, I did the math, and he's 19 years old. Wow. I am an old, old woman. I am, I am old enough to be your mom way a long time ago. Like, I, if you were my child, I would be considered an old mom at this point because I'm 42 and you're 19. All right. That's freaking me out and making me have existential crisis. Maybe your next comedian won't do that for you. Uh, I'm excited because I've never seen her before and I can't wait to hear her comedy. Put your hands together, everyone, for Charlene Gage. Yay! so Uh, Pam, you have heard me once. I'm like oh, okay. super quiet normally. I thought I think I was funny, but maybe not good enough. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I recently joined Bumble uh, because Tinder was getting too ghetto, you know. And I, I mean, have you guys been on? Have you guys been on Bumble before? It's everyone on there is super hot it's ridiculous like they're lifeguards with six packs it's beautiful you swipe and it's the app that girls have to talk first and I don't get any responses it's terrible but my first response he was super gorgeous um, guys have to post six pictures of those six pictures four of them was with a four-year-old and he's holding them like one picture, two pictures, like three pictures. And you look, and you're like, um, oh, that could be a nephew, but that's kind of like a, a baby, like a son picture. So, you know, you ask him, like, and that, like he's super hot where you start considering, you're like, yeah, I could be a stepmom for this guy, you know? And so you ask, like, hey, like that, that kid you're holding, is that your son or nephew? And he's like, it's my son, smiley face. I'm like, oh, you can see the resemblance. And in the fifth picture, if you look closely enough he's holding the hand of the four-year-old but he has like a one-year-old little girl in his arm so you're like mm, that baby you're holding in the fifth picture is that a daughter and he's like yes <laughs> and so now i'm considering if i'm willing to deal with that um and i thought it might be a little bit too soon because we were still in like the first five text messages so i was going to ask him though you know same mother like I can do you better and give you prettier children, but I think that might be too soon. <laughs> um, talking about fun stuff with weird people, I live with a couple of interesting characters. My roommates, I come in one day and she's leaning outside the back door, kind of crouched down with her hands sticking out, and she sees me come in. She's like, Hey, are you scared of raccoons? <laughs> And it's just like, you have to think, I'm like, mm, am I scared of raccoons? Well, I mean, they don't have them at like petting zoos. 
So yeah, I'm gonna go with yes, I'm scared of raccoons. And it's like, why, why would you ask me that? And she's like, oh, we just have this blind raccoon. He's kind of a pet. He hangs out on the back stoop and we give him food and things like that. And it's like, how does a blind raccoon come and figure out where to get food? Like he should probably be dead by all by all realms of nature. Like he's probably just fucking with you guys to get free food or he actually thinks he's tearing your fingers off your hand. Like he thinks he's fending for himself. And she tells me after, she's like, oh, and so don't use the white washcloth in the sink. I was like, I've already been living here for three and a half weeks. I'm like, oh, why not? She's like, you you just don't want to, okay. <laughs> Good to know. That's why uh, the dish had an extra kick on it when I made my pad thai. And her her boyfriend is even more special. He's sensitive to smell, which I didn't know what that meant, but now I do. It means he's he likes to complain a lot. <laughs> And to live in San Francisco and to complain that you're sensitive to smell, like San Francisco is a very distinct smell. It's like three day old kale fart with a little bit of homeless piss on top. <laughs> and so if you say you're sensitive to smell, you're not sensitive to smell, you're sensitive to my smell. But I smell goddamn delicious, so thanks. <laughs> hey, Charlene Gage smells delicious, yes she does! Yes! Uh, raccoons are, they have opposable thumbs, therefore they are scary creatures. Uh, they also can carry rabies, be very careful. But they are cute as fuck and wily. And there was one other thing I wanted to say. I loved your set at the end. Um, uh, you're, you're too pretty and young to be a mom at this point. Don't be an evil stepmom yet. Like, you've got to wait at least 20 years before you become an evil stepmom. Right. No, exactly. No, it's great to, uh, uh, you know, not have to push babies out of your vagina because it makes your body weird and have stretch marks and your life will never be the same. Yay! Charlene Gage, everyone. Yay! Is I don't even see Elizabeth here yet. I think she's not here. Oh, Chris. I don't see Chris via Alta either. Are people outside or are they just not going yet? And I'll, uh, but you know who is here? He's from far away, or he's in town, but I've just never met him before, and it's his first time here. You guys are going to be excited to hear from him. Put your hands together, everyone, for Matt Nadari! Thank you very much. Anybody here from uh, America? Because this isn't America. This is something completely different, like $7 cups of coffee. I don't quite know what this is, but at, at, what, at what point did, did all of America start speaking like they were from Alabama? Like, was there a mass e-migration from Alabama at one point? Like, I was at a gas station in Fresno, aka Fres Yes. Uh, this guy comes up, he's like, boy, you, from, you ain't from around here, are you? I'm like, aren't you from Mexico? Anyways, I'm sure at this point you guys are wondering, what is you? I'm, I'm sorry, San Francisco. Um, you don't hail from around here, do you? Um, basically, you just take the 80 east uh, until you hit Iran. The country. It is my origin. Uh, actually, I'm only half, but like instead, like half and half, but instead of like milk and cream, I'm uh, Kerim and Kebab. <laughs> Very good. You like a Kebab? 
You like the Iranian kebab, the special? You are a virgin? <laughs> Let us discuss. We can make many little Mohammed outside. Mohammed and Mohammed and Mohammed and Matt and Mohammed and Mohammed. No, but being um, you know, Iranian in this country is a little interesting because I take Uber sometimes and immediately they're like, where are you from? I'm like, probably somewhere near you. And the, obviously the next question is like, what do you think about Israel? Oh. Like, probably the same as you. <laughs> um, but being half and half, you know, like I have two sides, right? There's my white half that's like, you're so dark and mysterious, different. And then there's my Iranian side that's like, you must drive Mercedes, you must make a sex with every white woman you see, and you must uh, go to the mall and uh, take one uh, Julius Orange and walk around, look for other Iranian men, make eye contact, look around some more, buy a gigantic bottle of cologne, put on bottle of cologne, smell very good, take an opium and fly in the sky <laughs> on a carpet that your cousin made for you. Actually, I only tried opium once, but for like seven years. Actually, it was cocaine for seven years. No, it's, it was weed. It's still weed. Actually, it wasn't weed, it was just yogurt. It was just yogurt drink. Anyways, um, like actually being, being Middle Eastern in this country is a little bit terrifying. Um, I'm, I'm actually terrified that uh, I'm becoming a douchebag like, I woke up this morning, I did not own a pair of sunglasses. For those of you online, I have fans of Manila as well. The, I am wearing sunglasses on my shirt. <laughs> um, like, this shirt was buttoned up the other day. Now it's just down to here, and there's chest hair everywhere. I don't know what's going on. Anyways, for my last grand act, I shall do uh, an impersonation of a middle-aged Middle Eastern man. You ready? Okay, thank you. That's my time. <laughs> Matt Nadiri, yay, yay! He feels the same way about Israel as we do. Yay, where's the water coming from? Where's it going? Who knows? Da -da -da. I thought that when you were saying, like, are you serious and where are you from, it'd be like, with Syria? <laughs> are you serious? You from Syria? <laughs> No one's from Syria anymore. They've all left. They're all immigrants now. Now they're English or French or something. I don't know what they are now. Yay! The world's falling apart. Hooray! But we're a happy hour here at MutinyRadio.fm on a Friday night from 6 to 8. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. I'm joined by Maggie. She has a new show coming up on Sunday nights from 6 to 8. What's it going to be called? Bring yourself up on one. Um, I'm still debating. You're still debating on the name. Yeah. It's going to be 6 to 8 on Monday, though. It's going to be live bands. It's going to be comedy. What's it going to be about? Um, just uh, looking for video people right now too. I'm trying to do video streams and promotion Ooh. and that kind of thing for different artists around Sweet. the bay. Sweet. Yeah. It's all about artists. That's what we do here at Mutiny Radio. Thanks again, Maggie's training. She's going to be here all night. She's been running the ones and twos. Clap for her wildly right now, everyone. Yay! Thanks. Your next comedian has. Yeah, sure. You got your you got your whole setup set up. Yeah. You're gonna be filming this? Yeah, yeah you're gonna film it, cause it's gonna be awesome. 
Everybody, let's make his film that much better by clapping like wild hysterical freaks. For Scott Henry Hopkins! Yay! Whoa! Wow! Thank you, Pam. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. You happy to be here? Yeah, I'm happy. This is so much better than prison, I tell you. It's great. No, actually, I'm from Oakland, you know, and it's... Yeah, go Oakland, because people are so down on Oakland. It's really not fair, you know? It's got cheap rent, plenty of parking, and when you sign a rental agreement in Oakland, you get a free medical marijuana prescription. <laughs> What's wrong with that, right? And I'm a Raiders fan in Oakland, and they're leaving, I know, it's sad. It's kind of, but, you know, it makes sense, because a lot of people in Oakland, us Raider fans, they look at us like we're a bunch of losers, weirdos, you know? But it's weird when I come to San Francisco and I have my Raider stuff on, you know, people are kind of looking at me kind of sideways. They're kind of crossing the street to get away from me. They're asking me if I sell drugs. <laughs> you know, how cool is that? I don't, of course, I don't sell drugs while I'm on stage. Uh, speaking of drugs, um, what does Mick Jagger, Roger Ailes, Bill O'Reilly, and Donald Trump have in common? Okay. <laughs> Good guess. But let me ask you something. When was the last time you heard about a 79-year-old man uh, fathering a child? Mick Jagger, 79, just had a baby. Namaste, Viagra. Yeah. <laughs> when was the last time you heard of a 79-year-old man getting fired for sexual harassment? Hey, I'm 79 years old and I still got it, yeah. <laughs> Actually, Roger Ailes. Former president, you know, chief executive of Fox News got fired for sexual harassment at 79 years old. Of course, Bill O'Reilly, he's uh, what, just 69 years old. But still, I think we salute you, Viagra. <laughs> now, of course, Donald Trump. Uh, did Viagra uh, make Donald Trump cocky enough to run for president? <laughs> Are those 3 a.m. tweets, is that Donald Trump tweeting or is that Viagra talking? That's what I wanna know. <laughs> and also, uh, you know, warning, if you still have an erection four years later, call your doctor and don't run for office again. No, 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 right? Actually, I think I'll do a Donald Trump uh, Viagra imitation. Sure, here we go. Hey, I, I'm Donald Trump. No? <laughs> and uh, let's see, and uh, yeah, you know, uh, let's see, what was I gonna say? People think I'm against immigration, but I'm not against the immigration of hot supermodels, especially if they're willing to do jobs that Americans won't do. Like marry me. <laughs> Speaking of my latest immigrant wife, Melania, a lot of people don't know that she can put on a really great Russian accent. And I think that's where all this confusion about is because when they've been wiretapping our phone sex, when she does that sexy Russian accent, oh, Donald, your missile is so big, yeah. I don't know. No, okay, so much, uh, that's my time. All right, well, I've, well, one more thing, you know, um, you know, the, some people like Donald Trump being president so much, they're thinking about changing the name of the Washington Redskins to the Washington Whiteys. Yeah, I can say that word because I'm white. I could also joke about being in prison because I'm white. And uh, anyway, that's my tan. Pam is a fantastic, and you guys are fantastic. Thank you very much. Hey. 
Scott Henry Hopkins, yes! Yes, he's never been in jail. Have you never been in jail, really? You've never been in jail. You were in Oakland jail once. Never prison, though. No prison. You've been, in, you've been jailed a couple times. It's just us. Uh, Scott Henry Hopkins, yay! Model citizen! Funny jokester, great weird new funny things about uh, Trump. Is it is it difficult to be funny about him at this point? I don't even, I can't even, I can't even! That's what I keep saying. I feel like this, I, I, I feel like a 25 year old woman, I'm like, I can't even! I just can't even, you know? Your next comedian can't even, I haven't seen him, he was, he, where, his scooter's still inside, he didn't leave. Cole S. Sexton Esquire, because he's not in the house in the hizzy. Yell outside and be like, Cole, are you still here? I mean, I was, the scooter's here, and that's cool. Coming in from the outside like a champion. Dun, 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 Coming up to the stage, you guys are going to love him. Everybody, Cole S. Sexton, yay! Hey guys, uh, I made a Tinder uh, profile last night just for fun, like just for that, you know, and it's like I didn't even even tell a joke. That was a joke in and of itself. I made a Tinder profile just for fun and I put that I was self-employed, I was put that I was uh, unemployed just to see if I could find someone who would really, you know, accept someone who was black, broke, and living at home, right? And so, uh, even black women. So, uh, if you put that you're unemployed, guess what Tinder does? They suggest that you come work for them. Yeah, they suggested like, don't have a job? Come work at Tinder. Because guess what? No one's gonna date you, so you might as well put all your free time into working for us. That that's uh, that that was a tenor thing, guys. I, I'm a valet uh, for a living, and um, you know what? It's funny. Even when I'm not valeting, people still give me their keys. Like I could be in the restaurant that has a valet, and some white person would just come give it back to me in a half hour. Like what the fuck? Just because I'm wearing a blue collar shirt doesn't mean that I want to park your car. But I will for $15, okay? I'm not going to turn away free money, guys. I'm not going to turn away free money. I was, uh, I was over in Oakland. I was walking through this neighborhood, uh, like, out in the daylight because I'm pretty sure no one in that neighborhood knew me. So I knew I wasn't going to get shot at because I have been before. Um, and I saw this kid, guys. He was out. He had a stick in his hand. And he was, like, he was pretending he was a knight. He was pretending he was Thor. And I was like, man, I need to call Child Protective Services. Someone needs to get that kid an iPad or phone. Because what the fuck is he doing out here using his imagination? Nobody does that shit anymore. You know, where are his parents? He's out here in the middle of the street playing in, like he's out playing in the middle of the street. You know, that was positive enough right there for concern. Uh, Man, what else did I have for you guys tonight? I've been working on some new stuff. Oh. I run this one by you guys. Uh, I had this set of dad jokes uh, that were actually ran by me. Uh, tell me what you guys think of this one. Uh, what did the blanket say to the bed when it fell off? What? what? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> 
What do you call someone who comes into your house and cleans it from top to bottom and you never like you never knew they were there? Close enough. Close enough, Pam. No, it's your mistress. Ah, yeah. Two-in-one service there. Two-in-one service. She comes in and no one knows she was there until you become governor and she outs you. All right. (laughs) Political jokes. Political jokes. I have one. Oh, man. Did you guys hear about the new deals on United? Oh, man. Well... Yeah, oh, you have? Uh, tell me, have you heard about this deal? It's called the black and blue deal. <laughs> if you can survive getting your ass beat for a full five minutes, you can get a round trip. But you got to stay with it. You got to stay with it. All right, everybody, that's my time. Thank you. Goal less Texan, everyone. Staying with it. Hey, you still doing that show out in Hayward? You still hosting or? No, no more. The comedy tandem. Oh no, that Bill, of course it did, because it was Hayward and it's being gentrified. Yay! Even Hayward is being gentrified. You're a nice comedian, uh, super funny guy. His new haircut is so cute. And I hope he gets on Tinder and all the ladies are going to swipe. I don't even, I've never been, I don't even have a smartphone, so I don't even know which direction you're supposed to swipe, but I'd swipe. A direct positive direction for you everybody you're too young for me though but anyways uh you clap your hands while but he is he's look at him he's like who wouldn't want to date this guy everybody should swipe left or right or whatever the fuck you're supposed to do for chris vialta yeah yeah swipe i've never used tinder either haha <laughs> i just hit myself i've never used tinder i feel like i'm left out of my i have I feel like an outsider. I never used Tinder, and I was born in the '90s. Um, yeah, I was. How was it? It's weird to talk about being a kid because I just stopped being a kid. So it's like <laughs> reflecting on yesterday, basically. But I was. Uh, I was a really fat kid. I was really. Fat. If you notice, I don't have an Adam's apple ending. It's because I ate it as I was growing up. <laughs> That's how fat I was. You know, it's just. Yeah, I was. That's probably the healthiest meal I ever ate. Actually, just my Adam's apple. It really was. My favorite book growing up was actually the the McDonald's menu. That's how fat I was. <laughs> favorite chapter, Big Mac, no pickles. It was delicious. I really loved ordering off. Mother always read me that chapter because she has shit to do and I had to get food fast. Um, I really, yeah, I was a, my, my favorite book was actually The Very Hungry Caterpillar, which is basically the McDonald's menu. It, it just teaches you that the more you eat, you'll eventually grow up and become a butterfly only I'm human, I'm still waiting on the butterfly moment in my life. Because humans don't have the butterfly. You, you start off, humans start off as a cocoon, but instead of breaking free of that cocoon, we just stay and we grow, we keep growing, and eventually we die inside this cocoon, and then the cocoon is wrapped in wood, and then a wooden cocoon. I really messed that one up. It's okay though, we could do another one. Let's get silly, the other guy, Cole got silly for a second, I'll get silly. I have some nicknames for people. If you have a, if you have a, a friend who's a redhead and he gets sick, you could call him a ginger ale. Uh, yeah, if he has AIDS, you could call him a diet ginger ale because he'll get real skinny. <laughs> he will. If you have a friend who has no butt, you could call him an assless chap. Elbow that shit. I've been eating a lot of Laffy Taffy, if you can't tell. <laughs> just reading all the 
inspiration from those. My favorite comedians are the people who submit to Laffy Taffy. <laughs> um, oh, silly too. Uh, I just got back from working with, I'm, I get out of it after work. I, I work with kids. I, I talk to a lot of parents because I work with kids and I notice a lot of parents are afraid of letting their kids use jungle gyms because they're afraid they got hurt. And that's fine, but if I have kids, I would let them use a jungle gym, you know, teaches, mans you up. I don't wanna say mans you up. It builds character if you get hurt, you know. I would let my kids play on a jungle gym, but I wouldn't let them play with a person who calls himself Jungle Gym. You know what I mean? Right? Because Jungle Gym, he is a person that likes kids to play on him instead of with him. And there's a big difference between on and with. That's the difference between a pedophile and a, just a nice guy, you know? It really is, that's really, truly is. I like to play. Either way, it's, just to say play kids in the same sentence as a guy, it doesn't, it's not good. It's not a good thing. But I do work with kids and I used to, it, I don't like kids. I used to go on this whole rant where I'd say, I call kids vaginal scum. People did not like that. Mostly. <laughs> Mostly because I don't have kids. I only work with them. And if you don't have kids, why talk about it? I get it. I, I don't have kids. Although I will, here's my argument. Like, I don't have kids. For me, that feels like I'm not tainted by them. You know, like, I know that they're not special because I don't have them. But I don't have kids, but I have written poetry. And I feel like writing poems is a lot like having kids. Because cause you're the only one that has any real affection for them. You know? You're kind of embarrassed. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. <laughs> wow, wow, thank you, yeah. That should be the only tag. You're, you're kind of embarrassed. I'm embarrassed when I create them. I feel like you should be. And you know, a, f a few aborted poems, the world would be just fine. It really would be, you know? It would truly, one might change the world, but most won't, honestly. Um, I'll finish with this one. I. Anybody like horror movies? I really like horror movies. If you don't, it's fine. But I like, I think my problem with horror movies is they can get a little too unrealistic sometimes, you know? Like I feel like real Texas is way scarier than Texas Chainsaw Massacre Texas. You know what I mean? I lived in Texas and I've never felt more, I just needed to oppress somebody, you know? And that's frightening to do that, it really is. Because Leatherface, the guy from Texas Chainsaw Massacre, he'll, he'll t try to take your life, but, but, a redneck in Texas, he'll try to take your rights, and that's much scarier, I think, right? Yeah. That's more than he gets more nods than laughs, so I'll probably think about that. Thank you all for your time very much. Thank you. Chris Alda with the best jerk we heard all night. Yay! You, I give you a stand. I, that is a clap break from me. I love that joke. Uh, hey. We are coming down to the end. I think that the rest of the comedians that are supposed to be here aren't here yet. So what we'll do is uh, take a little musical break. If you're on the listening side of this on the radio, like you skip ahead. But we're listening to Realms of Vision, which is a great new metal band that I just discovered last weekend, the 420 party. So enjoy them very much. And then if the other comedians will come back, we'll come back. Uh, and if not... Stay tuned, because at 8 o'clock, we have Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse. Tonight, it's the Soberish versus Super Stone show, where all the comedians are going to do a set, small set, and they're going to go outside and smoke a big bowl to their face, and then come back in and do another set. I also have this really great pot cream that I'm going to ask them to put on their hands, uh, so that their hands will be high as well, so their whole, their whole, and maybe on their temples. We'll really try to get, we're going to get them as high as we fucking can. 
Uh, but hey, we're going to take a little break. Maggie, you got anything to say before we take our break? Um, praise be. Praise be! Praise be comedy. We'll be back here on the happy hour in just a few minutes. Yay!
listening to Realms of Vision. Aren't they lovely? This has been the happy hour here at mutinyradio.fm, the happiest of happy hours. It looks like we don't have any comedians left, so we're going to shut this shit down and, uh, you know, come back at 8 o'clock with Pam Tasty's Comedy Clubhouse. It's the Soberish versus Super Stone show where comedians are going to do a set soberish and we're gonna give them a bowl they're gonna smoke it to the dome they're gonna come back in do some more comedy it's gonna be a fun time come up here at eight o'clock it's only five bucks it's gonna be a great show we got chris canaster jeremy talamontes jorman Serd manera marnie cunny keith d'souza and more hopefully valeska's gonna be around we got some guys i think coming in from sacramento it's gonna be a fun show hope you guys stick around you're listening to mutinyradio.fm keep listening bye into my eyeballs with a needle? Well, that's an excellent question. I'm so glad you asked. Statistics show that no. No, you should not inject bleach into your eyeball with a needle. Paid for by the committee to stop injecting bleach into the eyeballs with needles. The Ministry of Lava manages our national lava resources to ensure that we will always have a steady supply of lava to operate the nation's active volcanoes, which in turn power our cities and methamphetamine labs. As a matter of national security, we need to reduce our dependence on foreign lava, which means an expansion of domestic lava drilling. As your chancellor, I will build lava wells all over the country as well as secure access to more lava fields by invading Hawaii. Imagine orange gold spurting out from school playgrounds on the Great Plains and illuminating the Nebraska sky like fireworks on the 4th of July. Magma oozing over the rolling hills of Kentucky. Volcanic ash settling gently over homes in New England like fresh gray snow. We want global lava markets to continue to be dominated by terriblest regimes like Iceland, Chile, and the Philippines. Vote for my opponent, who sits in their back pocket as comfortably as Pahoehoe on the slopes of Kilauea. If you want the United States to stay competitive in the era of peak lava and beyond, then take a chance on the Chancellor. Funny?
Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> We are Unleash the Rain, and we're coming to you streaming live every Tuesday from 4 to 6 p.m. here at MutinyRadio.fm in the Mission in San Francisco. Because we need more rain in San Francisco. Yes, we're still in a drought here in California, but this is a business show, you silly man. Uh, I was hoping for a rain dance. Well, why, that would be a lot of fun, and we do have a lot of fun on the show. What we do is we help small and medium-sized businesses leverage technology to increase revenue and reduce expenses and make it rain for your business. Are you sure it's going to be fun if I listen? We are very fun. We're also real world. We are not messing around. We're going to give you the real deal. Cool. So I can send an email to Vincent at Unleash the Rain or Stacy at Unleash the Rain and ask my business question or my yes, technology question. Absolutely. Ask us your business and technology questions. We would love to answer those on the air. And then listen to our podcast or listen to us live on and, Tuesdays. And also Tuesdays. check us out on Facebook at Unleash the Rain. Well, hey there, San Francisco. If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find counter-offer, offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini, and creamy-licious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They got them! And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads gonna come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Brenda's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. 
rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk, come together with music from around the world, with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio, when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment, wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform radio for free minds. Hey, everybody, you are lucky you're back. Uh, I said that happy hour was over, but it's not. So if you're still listening to this podcast, lucky you, because you get another comedian. Yay, on the happy hour, yay. Uh, I hope you guys are all going to stick around till 8 o'clock with the Sobers versus Super Stone show. We have uh, really great comedians, Keith D'Souza, Chris Knatzer, Jeremy Talamontes, Jordan Sermonera, Marty Cunney, myself, Pam Benjamin, and uh, room for a couple guest sets. I hope that Valeska is going to come do one. That'll be exciting because she is a crazy off-the-wall motherfucker. But right now, hey, he knows more about presidents than anybody else, and I don't know if that's funny or not. Clap your hands wildly for Ian Levy. Thank you. Thank you, Chris Canasser, my one audience member. It's really it's not the amount of the audience, it's the quality of the audience. That's that's what I always say. And Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Oh dear. Um, I want to talk about a real um um a real story that happened to me last night. I uh I was invited to a concert. Um it was what was her name? Big Frida. Big Frida. It was. Yeah. Were you there? Okay, so I went to Big Frida. If you don't know Big Frida, uh, she's from New Orleans. It's a, a trans woman who does uh, kind of hip-hop, like a f- full dance crew. It's, it's a pretty amazing show. Um, I'd never heard of her before. Um, and usually I don't go to shows. I only went, my friend had a spare ticket, so he invited me. But uh, most of my nights, like a, like a spicy night for me, uh, staying in and drinking chamomile tea. Like, that's my drink of choice. And then reading about uh, the film period, uh, neorealism, which is a very experimental time. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's an important time in film. So that's my normal night. Um, and I went to this concert not really knowing what to expect. Uh, and the second Big Frida came out, uh, the lights went down, everything went crazy. And I was just standing there. I was do- doing nothing. Um, and then a woman came up to me uh, and started rubbing her butt on me. Uh, and it was at that moment I thought, uh, fuck chamomile tea. Like, that is never again. <laughs> I, I, no matter what the artistic integrity of Federico Fellini's La Dolce Vita, uh, it is not as good as having a butt rubbed on you. I'm sorry. It's just, that was my takeaway. That's, I, I, I still like Italian films, but not as much as butts. So that was my, <laughs> that was my big, I realized... I got I to gotta get out more, see the world. I'm, I'm a young man and my life is, fl- I just spend my life like I'm one of my grandparents. <laughs> I actually got excited because I found reruns online of the Andy Griffith show recently. I actually went like, ooh, this should be good. Like I said, this should be good. And then I watched a full episode of the Andy Griffith show and I enjoyed it. I love the, it's a fucking funny show. It's, it's still genuinely good. Um, the, oh, I, I was thinking about uh, old TV shows. That's another thing I was thinking about. 
Um, are you guys familiar with the, the 1950s classic, uh, Leave It to Beaver? Yeah, yeah. I, well, I was recently thinking, um, I, I, I saw a clip of Leave It to Beaver online, um, and I thought the normal uh, adult question, uh, is there a porn parody of Leave It to Beaver? That seems like the normal thought process. And I wonder who was in charge uh, of coming up with the name for the porn parody, Leave It to Beaver? Was that just a man just laughing all the way to the bank? Like, he just woke up opened his computer, I was like, what do we have today? Writing the title for the porn parody of Leave It to Beaver and done. And then he just went about his... So I looked it up. I looked up the the Leave It to Beaver porn parody. That is a thing I Googled this morning. Uh, and the only porn parody of Leave It to Beaver is titled uh, Leave It to Cleavage, which seems like way to drop the fucking ball. Like that... <laughs> What happened? <laughs> Did the guy just instantly, like, think of the first thing that came to his mind, send it out, and a minute later was like, no! Like, <laughs> it was right there the whole time. Or was it a more subtle, uh, years later, at some dinner party, he's talking about how he's, you know, the genius who came up with shaving Ryan's privates and uh, breaking to electric bangaloo. <laughs> and... And then he said, I've also named Leave It to Cleavage. And someone just said, but, but why not Leave It to Beaver? And it just, it's just like the end scene of Inception. <laughs> it all clicked into place. And he realized the wasted life flashed before his eyes. I don't know. Um, those, those are most of my new thoughts about butts and the porn parody of Leave It to Beaver. Um, I could try, I could, I could ask you, I don't, I don't think you've heard this joke, Chris. Um, do you know? Uh, do you know the worst kind of people at key parties? <laughs> uh, janitors. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. That's my big closing number. <laughs> okay. Thanks, guys. Thanks for letting me do this. <laughs> Ian Levy could just do five minutes on porn names yay leave it to cleavers really funny leave it to cleavage because then it's a whole movie about titty fucking which nobody likes anybody anyway like nobody has a good time with the titty fucking <laughs> do they i'm sorry i mean i would think like if if you're gonna titty fuck someone you might as well like use their butt cleavage and fuck their butt cleavage Nice. but then i don't know if i see the I difference know. I mean, it'd be hard, though, I guess. If you were trying to fuck the butt cleavage, you'd probably try to get in the butt. Like, the penis would try to... It'd be, like, leaning toward the hole, and you'd be like, no, 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 we're just doing the cleavage bit. I, I don't... Anyway, just thinking about porn. Just yeah, spitballing no, I porn. Yeah, I, th I think the, the cleavage sex is kind of like... Reminds me kind of like of, like, alligator wrestling, <laughs> where it's like, it's... You watch it, and you go, that must be cool to do, and then it's, it's not as satisfying or as fun. Yeah, no. And someone's likely to get hurt. Like that well, is. I've just, I've never done any cleavage fucking or titty fucking because my boobs are too small and it just won't work. So really it might be a jealousy thing on my part is okay, why I really enough. don't like the cleavage fucking is I just, I can't do it. And so therefore I feel like anybody who can is a slut. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. You're not a slut if you can titty fuck. I've never gotten a pearl necklace, but I have given my fair share of pearl keychains. That's, yeah. No one likes a hand job. Yeah. I mean, unless it's in a movie theater through the bucket of popcorn, because it's always better with the popcorn oil, I guess. That makes it better. I, 
I guess. I don't know. I just... Have you ever had popcorn oil on your hand? And then you're like, Ugh. Yeah, yeah, I have. And I usually I mean, lick just, it. Like, I usually... Your dick. I just like, after... Maybe it's like, when you're in the excitement of it, in the moment, it's exciting. But the second you're over, it's like double the shame. Yeah, I have. I bought I bought my for for one Christmas once. I have a friend who opens Christmas. He has like a big Christmas with his family, uh, and they all open their presents together. So I I one year bought a bunch of men's muscle magazines and a bunch of boxes of lubricant and gave it to him uh, for Christmas to open in front of his grandmother. Uh, and then and then we used that lubricant for a slip and slide, and it worked really well. So that's my. That's my story. Ian Levy okay. using lube in inappropriate ways. Yay! Yeah, what's appropriate with lube? Good point. What's appropriate? I, I don't know. Uh, Marty, do you want to do a set before your other set? Or Chris, anybody want to do a set before there? He does! He does! He is a glutton for stage time. Hey, everybody, put your hands together. He's going to be on the show at 8 o'clock. But right now, he and his long hair are going to amaze you with something. <laughs> Put your hands together for Marty Gunny. <laughs> Actually, uh, I guess I should probably save all this shit. Um, but I did just want to have an open forum about. Um, have you guys? Did you guys hear about the uh, the fire festival that uh, made in all the rounds of the news today? Um, basically, Jaw Rule and Kendall Jenner, great way to start any announcement. Uh, Decided to start a festival in the Bahamas, uh, in the middle of like a tropical island, and uh, promoted it very heavily, and um, got a great number of people to spend a lot of money to go to fly out of Miami to this little island in the Bahamas, with promises of yachts and sandy beaches and tents and being served five-star food. What they got when they showed up uh, was no tents, no yachts, in fact, uh, there really wasn't anything out there, um, except uh, I saw some people got uh, a couple pieces of cheese and some bread for their meal, and I'm not like, there's no joke here. This is the most ridiculous thing ever. It's uh, basically Jaw Rule blew it, and what I don't get is why people thought Jaw Rule wouldn't blow it. Like, everyone's like, oh yeah, Jaw Rule's put it on this festival. This is probably going to go well. All right. I'm going to put a bunch of money into this and fly out to the Bahamas, which is you know, well known for its access to amenities and um, just generally being an easy place to operate. Totally not like sinking underwater or anything like that. Um, but apparently, uh, so when people showed up, uh, they found out, you know, these tents weren't really set up. Nothing was really going as it was intended. Uh, and things got real Lord of the Flies real quick. Uh, people raided all the alcohol, uh, started setting tents on fire. Uh, locals started robbing people, and um, people had to basically like negotiate with like all their belongings. It was like literally like a reality TV show, like Survivor. Like throw a bunch of millennials onto a desert island with like promises of a music festival, and then just see what happens when it doesn't materialize. <laughs> and it like it's currently going on right now. Like there's still people on that island. They're bringing out like UN refugee tents to like take care of these people. <laughs> Like, that's how bad it is. Like, I'm not shitting. This is, I'm not, there's no jokes here. I'm literally just relaying this whole thing to the, you guys. Like, it's insane to me. Um, yeah, Jaw Rule Festival, you know? Doesn't really make a lot of sense. More like Jaw No Rule. 
Oh, can you drop that mic? Or no, no, it's fixed. Okay. No. Okay. So more like jaw fooled you rule. Oh, oh. Uh, yeah. Uh, no. Jaw fool. I'd tell you to sit down, but you are. <laughs> um. <laughs> um, I don't know. So that was a fun piece of news. Another p- fun piece of news from this week was uh, all those people getting robbed on BART. <sighs> Did you hear about that? No? It was awesome. <laughs> were, you, were you one of the teenagers? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. The level, yeah, anybody that ever says that these people, like, any, like you know, clearly a lot of um, underserved youth, I guess would be the most political, politically correct way to term the people from East Oakland that would... Uh, it was about 50 to 60 of them, which is, I can't order, organize 50 to 60 people. Like, there was some mastermind out in, like, we got to figure out, figure out who this guy is. Like, that guy needs, like, a real job so we can get him the fuck out of there. But they, they uh, I, was it Fruitvale? What's the, do you know what station it was? One of the ones down there, they held the train doors open and a guesstimate 50 to 60 uh, youth swarmed the train and robbed everyone on it. And... Um, yeah, which is the weird thing, right? They only robbed like seven people. So, like, were they splitting that? Were they like splitting like a phone 50 ways? Or was it like organizing the packs? I, I really want to see like the organization chart behind this whole thing, you know? Like, clearly there's probably a lot of thought went into this. I can only imagine, you know, was it just like uh, first come, first serve, like pirate style? Like, you know, whoever gets the booty, like, keeps it. But I think that's the uh, most important thing is... Um, you know, this is such a millennial thing because everyone else is doing the flash mob and these guys are doing the flash rob. Uh, uh, I'm going to leave it at that. Thanks. <laughs> Who keeps the booty? Marty Cunny keeps the booty. Yes. He keeps the booty all night long. He'll be up at 8 o'clock doing uh, Silver versus Superstone set. I don't know if you guys will be here. It's going to be exciting either way because we're all going to get high and we won't remember his set, so it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, anybody else want to get up? Anybody? Anyone? Bueller? Bueller? Just want to have a chat. Want to have a chat. <laughs> we can chat with Maggie. <laughs> Maggie's still here from her new show coming up on Sundays. Six to eight has no name yet, but it's going to be bands. It's going to be awesome. Uh, and Chris Knatzer's here. He's going to be up here on the next show. We've got uh, Zunzu running the ones and twos and back for the next show as well. Uh, I'm Pam Benjamin. We're going to finish this out. Bye, everybody. Yay, bye. <laughs> You're probably wondering, should I inject bleach into my eyeballs with a needle? Well, that's an excellent question. I'm so glad you asked. Statistics show that no. No, you should not inject bleach into your eyeball with a needle. Paid for by the committee to stop injecting bleach into the eyeballs with needles. The Ministry of Lava manages our national lava resources to ensure that we will always have a steady supply of lava to operate the nation's active volcanoes, which in turn power our cities and methamphetamine labs. As a matter of national security, we need to reduce our dependence on foreign lava, which means an expansion of domestic lava drilling. As your chancellor, 
I will build lava wells all over the country, as well as secure access to more lava fields by invading Hawaii. Imagine orange gold spurting out from school playgrounds on the Great Plains and illuminating the Nebraska sky like fireworks on the 4th of July. Magma oozing over the rolling hills of Kentucky. Volcanic ash settling gently over homes in New England like fresh gray snow. If you want global lava markets to continue to be dominated by terriblest regimes like Iceland, Chile, and the Philippines, vote for my opponent, who sits in their back pocket as comfortably as Pahoehoe on the slopes of Kilauea. If you want the United States to stay competitive in the era of peak lava and beyond, then take a chance on the Chancellor. Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! We are Unleash the Rain, and we're coming to you streaming live every Tuesday from 4 to 6 p.m. here at MutinyRadio.fm in the Mission in San Francisco. Because we need more rain in San Francisco. Yes, we're still in a drought here in California, but this is a business show, you silly man. Uh, I was hoping for a rain dance. Well, why, that would be a lot of fun, and we do have a lot of fun on the show. What we do is we help small and medium-sized businesses leverage technology to increase revenue and reduce expenses and make it rain for your business. Are you sure it's going to be fun if I listen? We are very fun. We're also real world. We are not messing around. We're going to give you the real deal. Cool. So I can send an email to Vincent at Unleash the Rain or Stacy at Unleash the Rain and ask my business question or my yes, technology question? absolutely. Ask us your business and technology questions. We would love to answer those on the air. And then listen to our podcast or listen to us live on and, Tuesdays. And also Tuesdays. check us out on Facebook at Unleash the Rain. Well, hey there, San Francisco. If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find Counter Offer, offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini and creamy delicious mac and cheese. You 
Sports. They got them and from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads gonna come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Brenda's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk. Come together with music from around the world with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform radio for free minds. This is a story of three strangers hosting an open mic. When comics stop being polite and start getting real. This is the Sick Sad Open Mic. Every Tuesday from 8 to 10 p.m. and every fourth Tuesday as our Sick Sad Showcase. Brought to you by Adrian Villalone, Valerie Vernali, and Katie Carnes. See you there, angsties. You're standing on my neck. Good evening there, my friends, here at MutinyRadio.Evan. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Are you tired? 
tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> D fap acid fapping fapping and acid acid fapping fapping and acid fap 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 Coming up next, Pam Dance's Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio. Yay! Stay tuned, stay tuned. It was a short happy hour, but coming up next, we've got a great, great show for you guys.